Welcome to Tech Talk for Teachers. I'm your host, Paul Beckerman. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. What's in the toolkit? What? What is in the toolkit? What's in the toolkit? Check it out. The topic of today's episode is helping students hone their online study skills. Having good study skills has long played a big role in student academic success. I remember when I was a freshman in college, the students who succeeded academically were not always the most naturally gifted students in the class. They were often the ones who had developed strong study skills, could be self-disciplined, and knew how to get help when they needed it. This often applies to students in our K-12 system as well. In fact, it's during these formative years of K-12 education that most students develop the skills that will help them be successful for the rest of their lives, whether in college, career, or in their personal lives. Now that our world has become more infused with so much technology, it's important that our students master skills and strategies that will help them to be successful when working in online spaces, as well as when working in offline ones. In this episode, I'm going to offer strategies that you can use to empower your students with strong online study skills. I'll frame these ideas around the 3 before T study strategy. 3 before T stands for three ways to study on your own before asking your teacher for help. The first three strategies include studying independently, researching, and asking a peer. After trying these three options, if students still have questions, they can reach out to their teacher, the T. This framework can help students own their learning and become more independent. It will also help to manage the number of questions that come your way. How do I use use integration inspiration? Integration ideas! Let's take a look at each of these four elements, one at a time. Number one is independent study. And this is probably the most involved of the four elements. There's a lot going on here, including taking in new information, taking notes about that information, and of course, reviewing that information later. To be successful in independent study, students need to master strategies for reading, listening, and viewing online course content. Part of this includes marking the text. In a digital space, marking the text might also mean marking up a video, website, or image. This might not be as straightforward as marking up a text document. Most students have some experience doing this in an offline environment with paper and pencil, and they can be quite successful at that. But many are less experienced doing it with online tools. What are some cool tech tools I can use? Two tips! Instructional technology. Let's take a look at a few tools and strategies students could consider when doing this. First, When working with virtual documents, it's important for students to utilize formatting options like underlining, bolding, changing font colors, using digital highlighters, and adding digital comments. This can really help make key elements stand out, especially when they go back to review or study. Students should develop a consistent system for themselves, like using different highlighter colors for new vocabulary words or maybe a different color for key points. This method of marking up a text can be pretty intuitive when using Google or Word documents, but it can get trickier when faced with other digital formats. If students must mark up a PDF file, for instance, Chrome extensions like Kami or DocHub can be lifesavers. They make it really easy to mark up PDFs. Similarly, tools like Insert Learning, Scribal Toolbar, 
or page marker can allow students to mark up and take notes on websites. As more and more content is presented through websites rather than in books or print documents, these tools have become really helpful. If students need to mark up images, Chrome extensions like Nimbus or Awesome Screenshot work really well. For video notes, Chrome extensions Reclipped or Ynote allow students to add time-stamped comments that can be reviewed later or used to find key sections in the video back as they review later. Regardless of how they're getting new content, students should develop a system for digital note-taking as well. Again, they can use highlighters and text formatting to call out key information for review later. They can also make use of comment tools to add questions or notes in the margins. This can be helpful for information that they need to explore more deeply. With any of these tools, students should learn how to find back content quickly using Control-F or Command-F to search for online content on the page. When they get to the review stage of their study process, students can then use online flashcards like Quizlet or Flippity to quiz themselves. Okay, there's a lot going on there in number one. Secondly, in number two, students must know how to research to find answers to their questions. Some of these questions might be about class assignments or finding key class resources. For these questions, students must be familiar with the class learning management system and the teacher's organizational style. So be sure to help your students know where to find key information and resources when they're on their own. The simpler you can organize your materials, the easier it will be for students to find them back. It's also important that students know what virtual resources are available through their school library or media center. This is often where students can find research databases that will provide high-quality materials for them as they're researching for class. Similarly, students should know how to search the web to find information they're looking for. Helping students master search strategies and vet content for the most credible and high-quality material is really important. We want them to be discerning seekers and consumers of information. If you have strategies or tools that work best for your classroom, be sure to highlight those. Having a list of a few key resources can be really helpful. If there are too many options, students might get lost in a sea of links. Third, students should feel empowered to ask peers for support. For our most social students, this may not be a big challenge. These students often thrive off peer interaction and have a robust network of friends they can turn to. Other students, however, might not be as comfortable doing this. You can help with this by assigning study buddies or establishing student study groups. This might mean that students can text or email each other when they have questions. Or it might mean that you set up small communities and online discussion groups in your learning management system. These spaces can be great lifelines for students. Finally, number four, establish ways for students to reach out to the teacher, or you, if they're still struggling after attempting the first three strategies. Each teacher may prefer a slightly different system, so it's important to decide how you want to have students reach out to you. It should be easy for students and manageable for you. Then, once you've determined your system, be sure to communicate that clearly to your students. If they don't know what to do, they won't do it. Some students may lean on email as their preferred communication system. Others might set up an online discussion where students post questions. I've seen some teachers host online chats once a week for students to pop in and ask questions. 
Another system that's become increasingly popular is to have students use a messaging portion of a classroom monitoring system to reach out to their teacher. Programs like GoGuardian have this chat feature built in, and it allows students to reach out discreetly, even during face-to-face classes. This is great for shy students or students who don't want the rest of the class to know they're struggling. And it's kind of like texting, which students are very comfortable with. If you like this 3 before T framework and think it might be something that you'd like to introduce to your students, you can find a shareable poster online at avidopenaccess.org. Feel free to make a copy, edit it as desired, and share with your students and families. We'll put a link on the description page for this podcast episode to make it easier for you to find it. You can also go to avidopenaccess.org and search for the article called Help Students Hone Their Online Study Skills. Whatever approach you decide to take, it's important to have a plan to help students learn independently in a digital environment. You can start small with just a few strategies and then add more over time. And of course, be sure to communicate these clearly to your students so they know what you expect and how to find the necessary resources they need to be successful. To learn more about today's topic and explore other free resources, visit avidopenaccess.org. I'd especially recommend checking out the article called Help Students Hone Their Online Study Skills. And of course, be sure to join Rena Winston and me every Wednesday for our full-length podcast, Unpacking Education, where we are joined by exceptional guests and explore education topics that are important to you. Thanks for listening. Take care. And thanks for all you do. You make a difference.